Welcome to TR Talks, where your host, Team Rajpal, talks everything Toronto and GTA real estate, from buying, selling, leasing, investing, and rental management. An unfiltered conversation with industry experts helping you stay up to date with the market. Hi there. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Xerxes. Uh, hello, viewers. Uh, today we have uh, a very special guest. Um, her name is Bonnie. Uh, she's actually been a long-term client of ours at Team Rajpal. And uh, we decided this week to actually ask one of our past clients to come on and um, just give some advice for investing. Um, I know Bonnie has been an investor with us for a number of years. And uh, so we just wanted to ask her some questions so you could hear it from an investor standpoint, not necessarily from a real estate agent standpoint. So, uh, Bonnie, um, how many years have you been an investor for? I think we've been investing in real estate for about seven or eight years. Seven or eight years. Okay. So that's a that's a decent amount of time. We've definitely seen a surge in the market over the last seven or eight years, uh, which I'm sure you've seen as well. Um, and, you know, definitely helping people's portfolio for the ones who did have the opportunity to invest. So um, what what properties have you invested in? Um, in the past, over the last seven or eight years, we've typically invested in um, pre-construction condos okay. um, or, or resale condos. Okay. So that's what we've done in the last, um, yeah, I guess just under a decade, but generally condos. Okay. And, and can you, can you, um, I mean, I know, I know why, but maybe it can help uh, some of our listeners and viewers. Can you give a brief understanding as to why the pre-construction sector and then why the resale sector and specifically sure. condos? So, yeah, yeah, I can. Um, so we started with the pre-construction um, because it was a little, for us at the time, um, that was actually our first investment and it seemed a little, um, less scary uh, because we didn't have to go into all at once. We didn't have to have all the money at once. So, you know, there's usually a schedule of payments over either a few months or over say a year, year and a half, depending on the build. Um, and so we could kind of work, uh, build our capital. And that's why we did pre-construction at first. And um, I mean, maybe this is TMI, but I remember that I, we, we invested in the same project first and the idea of not having to take a mortgage was just like, whoof, sigh of relief. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, and and um, do do you have an answer to people as to why condos? Yeah, for sure. Um, condos um, is was a good choice for us because uh, you know it's a significant portion. Um, I guess sorry, condos for us um, made a lot of sense, especially to just get into the real estate investing for a couple of reasons. Um, condos in general, you can are a little bit smaller, so you don't need as much capital up front um, than buying a house or a townhouse or anything like that. Um, so that was um, attractive from the beginning. And then also from a maintenance or, or uh, you know, taking care of the property standpoint, a lot of times, you know, some of the things that happen there are covered under the condo fees, not everything, yeah. um, but it was just, you know, it takes some of the, the maintenance of it um, away from us. And so we didn't have to kind of be there all the time. You know, if you imagine, uh, let's say a house, uh, if something happened to that and it's a freehold house, 
you know, anything that happens to the property, you know, you as an owner would have to go and try to figure it out, right? You, we can properly yeah. hire property managers and stuff like that as well. But it's nice to have um, usually somebody like a building maintenance right on site. To Absolutely. Be able to deal with anything urgent. No, that that's that's excellent, and that's great feedback uh, to our listeners. And and actually, I find, um, I mean, as someone who's dealing with number of investors, this seems to be the general sentiment. Uh, amongst investors in general it's a smaller space so you know less to manage in a sense and because there's less to manage there's there's advantages to that you know um so uh tell me what let's let's go back a little down memory lane what were some of your initial hesitations when becoming an investor um definitely there were hesitations it took us a while to to kind of really then jump into it. Um, but a lot of the, you know, big part of it was cash, right? Cash flow and what that would look like. Um, and also fear of a bit of the unknown, right? Like, is this going to work out? Is this going to, um, you know, really return our money? Or is it just going to really just take, you know, all our cash flow that we had, right? Which is a bit important consideration for um, not just investing, but really for any type of business or anything like that. Cash at the end of the day is is quite important. Yeah. Um, with pre-construction, although there are a lot of advantages to it, again, like not needing a lot of capital up front, the the timeline of that is also longer and a little bit more unknown, right? So it's you can kind of do a best guess of what's going to happen, but again, who knows what's actually going to happen in you know one, two, or three years, right? Some of these projects do pull for um, a little bit longer, so we had to make sure we were comfortable um, that you know, in a few years or whatever it was that was, it was going to close that we could also manage, um, you know, the cash flow at that point in time. Um, and I'm not, you know, saying that it's all bad. Like we know we've done, you know, okay with real estate, but it's, it's definitely something that you should at least, you know, plan for, you don't go into blindly. Um, and having a great team behind that as well, really, really does help to kind of explain, you know, where things are. Um, and then you can kind of make, you know, your own assumptions as well and project out for, so for us, that was a, that was a big deal. Yeah. Was making sure that once, you know, we could a make the uh, deposits first of all, over the next, yeah. month, and I think <laughs> it was, was quite far out for, for the first project that we did. Some are a lot closer together, but then also once you do have the property, you know, can you carry it? Right. Cause most properties I would say, and I see it um, quite a lot, um, not just with myself, but with clients who invest in real estate, um, they don't cash flow positive, you know, right up front. That's yeah. you know, typical, um, typically now, but it doesn't mean it's a bad investment either, right? Like when you kind of actually run the numbers, you actually might still get a very good return, even though you are still paying out, um, you know, a little bit of cash, whether it's a few hundred dollars um, a month or whatnot. Um, but you have to be able to, to kind of carry that and not in real estate at the end of the day is you can't just turn around and say, Hey, I want to get rid of it overnight and just, Exactly. And I think that I think you hit the nail on the head. And, you know, in Toronto, I'd say for majority of the people investing, um, you've uh, there is this general idea that you are going to take a mortgage most times. And as an investor, the one of the biggest advantages of real estate is that leverage piece. Um, and, you know, in the last, like, as you said, in your timeline, in general, real estate in uh, mortgage rates have been very low in the grand scheme of things. And I think with that, uh, with that being said, then the leverage piece becomes so attractive that cash flow does become important. 
but at the same time most people are not doing it for you know the two three hundred dollars of positive cash flow that you could get every month no one's living off of that uh given the cost of living these days but what you are getting out of it is the equity growth right and in certain cases it actually can help from a tax angle with the negative cash flow a little bit so i know that there's multiple reasons and multiple different ways you can structure it but i think you're right like don't go into it blindly have a plan in place that works for you and your bank account <laughs> it would be the best way of doing it um so wh- what would you say are some of the biggest challenges you've had as an invest as an investor I would say overall, we've been pretty lucky overall. Um, I think some of the challenges we have had, um, and then again, it's probably, you know, it's mild, I think, in comparison to some of the stories I've heard, but just when you don't have a great tenant um, in your property, and that's where, again, having a team and, and really uh, doing the checks up front and making sure that, you know, your tenants are okay is is a, is a big deal. Um, I think the main thing was in in the case I can think of is just sometimes some things happen right to the property and maybe it's the condo can't fix it or whatnot. Um, You know, the laundry machine, for example, breaks down and you got to do something right. Like, you know, I get there's time, but you also don't want to leave your tenants hanging. Um, You know, they're living there too. It's their space. It's their home and you want them to take care of it as well. So when something does happen, you also need to respond. So, um, you know, again, having a property manager might help that, you know, if you can manage it yourself, um, that's okay. You know, that's okay too. I just think that sometimes that can be a little bit, you know, you may have a day scheduled and all of a sudden something happens and you get a call, right? You just need to deal with it. Um, I think that you said something very important, sorry to interrupt, but you said, you know, we feel like we got lucky having good tenants, but I think the um, the main part is that you typically have good tenants when you are a good landlord. And just what you just said of responding and treating, having this idea of it, okay, it may be your property, but it's their home. It, it's, it's in order to, you know, you can't demand respect. It's, it's a question of earning it. Right. So I think, I think that's, that's very good advice there. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, it's not, you know, meant to like, you know, we don't see it as a combative thing. I get it. You know, you're in a you know contract to have a lease and whatnot, but at the end of the day, they, you're working together, right? Like you're providing something for one another. Um, and I think that is important. So maybe you're right. I don't know. And again, I think we're, <laughs> we've been lucky with the, the tenants, but maybe it's being able to respond to them when, you know, for example, their dryer breaks down and, you know, they can't dry their clothes and that's annoying. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think the other piece of it too is, you know, we've, we've sold a rental property as well, um, a real estate property. And sometimes it just takes a little bit longer. And, and, you know, we know that, like we knew that going into it. So I think it's like be patient, depending on what the market is, you know, what will happen will happen and not to kind of, I know it's hard when you're waiting around, but I guess I wouldn't say it's necessarily a struggle, but it can feel very um, difficult when you've, you know, listed something or put something on the market for rent and you're just waiting. And we've, we've had that period where, you know, I can't remember how many, maybe about probably three, four months where we couldn't rent something out. And you're just like, Oh no, of course the doubt sets in and you're like, well, it was this a good, you know, should we have done this or did we set the price too high? You know, all these questions, but um I think in the end, what, you know, is supposed to happen, you know, sort of does happen. And you, you have to be patient, I think. With, yeah, uh, absolutely. Have patience with real estate. And 
you know, it's not for the the faint of heart, but it, it can again, like you know, we talked about, it can kind of have some really good returns, right? There you go, viewers. Patience is that's the number one key here. Yeah. Um, and so someone who's on the fence, someone who's going to be a first time investor, um, you know, thinking about purchasing, um, what would what would you what what advice would you give them? Like, what would be the top three tips you would give them? Um, definitely talk to a realtor. Like that's, that's super important. Um, because you know, you have to look for properties first of all, and not only just the property price, um, but you also need to figure out sort of like what range can you rent? So again, if it's a resale property that's available for rent too, like what, what can you, um, you know, rent it out for? And then know, do some homework, right? Like just figure out what the expenses are going to be. If you're going to mortgage it, like what rates are you going to get? How much are you going to, are you going to be paying for that? Property taxes, um, fees, again, you know, budget in some maintenance and whatnot. Um, and, and do some homework, I think, on your end too, your own end, just to see if you can manage that, right? You know, maybe it looks okay from a cash flow, but everybody's, you know, there's always the qualitative aspect of things where, you know, one person might think, okay, well, $100 a month, like even if they could like have the money for it, they might think, well, that's okay. I can, you know, I can explain that. I'm not going to see it anyway. Some people might feel really uncomfortable with that. Yeah. And you can't say that, you know, somebody else can't make that decision for you at the end of the day of what you're comfortable with and not. 100%. I, I, I could not agree with you more. <laughs> So I think, yeah, maybe number one, work with a realtor because they've got knowledge of the market. And again, things change. So, you know, you sort of have to adjust as well. So, you, you know, do some homework yourself, figure out what your comfort level is. Um, and I think, I don't know, is there a third? I think um, get a good accountant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think depending on um, your situation as well. Yeah. Like there could be tax implications and, and understanding that and how to structure things certain ways too is, you know, important as well. I agree. Uh, I think uh, just I say to people all the time, investing in real estate is supposed to enhance your life. It's not supposed to become more detrimental. And are there people who have bad experiences? Absolutely. It's it's not a guarantee, right? There's risk and there's reward. Uh, but I, I say to people all the time, you know, educate yourself. When you're pouring in this level of money into something, you, you do research to, when you go on Amazon to buy a product, you look at the reviews and you do the research. Why would you not educate yourself about this process as much as you potentially could before? Don't jump into it because your neighbor's jumping into it or your friend's jumping into it. Do it because it's right for you. You know, and I yeah. think that uh, that is so important, especially in today's day and age, because this this FOMO that goes around, especially when we have social media, the news and it's all in our hand all the time, twenty four seven. It it can really it can really put you in deep water. Yeah, and if you're especially if you don't know if you're not ready for it, right? Like I totally agree. Everyone's like, oh well, my neighbor or my friend made this much money on this, but like you you know that you don't know what the whole you don't know the whole story. You never do, never ever do. <laughs> yeah, and it always sounds great, or you know, or you hear the bad stories. The the flip side is you hear the bad stories and you think it's all bad too, but it's not always like that too. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right on that. I think maybe just a, you know, bit of accounting note on that, just because as you know, I'm an accountant too. Like there are, I think that is really important actually now that I think about it. Um, because the number of, uh, changes that have impacted the real estate industry in the last few years. So from a taxation standpoint, right. Mm -hmm. So if you 
generally if you own something for less than a year now it's taxed differently than you know what it was before gst and hst um, implications like that they're on top of like crazy yeah um there's just a lot like in in um i used to be part of our real estate and construction group um here and the number of changes that have um just from a tax standpoint and tax meaning like all sorts of tax um, yeah it it definitely 100 percent, and um i think um especially given the tax regime that we have in Canada um, in general, but now more than ever, I think it's really important to to know that when you're investing in something, the whole point of it is to try and juice out every little piece of it, not leave anything on the table. And if you structure it correctly, that's actually half the battle. Like half your money is just sitting in the way you structure the deal rather than just buying it, you know? Uh, I, I speak from personal experience. I speak from experience of helping clients and seeing what other people have done. Uh, but the tax angle, definitely, Bonnie, you, you're absolutely right. Like it, it, it has a huge implication. So, um, so last but not least, if you were to do it all over again, what would you do differently? If you would do anything differently, and why? Oh, that's a good question. Um, to be honest, I, I don't know if I would do anything differently. And um, because I think you can never predict the future. Like I yep. know, like looking in hindsight, you can always say, well, I could have, should have. But at the time, I think if you, if you get it, you know, again, gather as many facts as you can and, you know, you just make a decision. That is the best decision at that time, right? Like there's no, you can always look backwards and say, yeah, I should have done it at this time or that time. But at the end of the day, like that's, that's sort of not life. And, and, you know, also I think the flip side, you know, the opposite end of it is you also don't want to be paralyzed by like not doing anything. Right? Yeah. Like I think at some point you're going to gather as much as you can. And if you don't, then that's a different story. Like if you just, you know, you aren't comfortable or there isn't enough data or you don't feel like there isn't enough. That's one thing. But at some point to, you know, if you don't make a decision, you either will miss out on an opportunity, look back and say, well, it could have, would have, should have, or, um, you don't miss out and you jump in and, and, you know, you just deal with kind of what it is at that, you know, what that comes up. So yeah. I think looking at our journey, um, like my uh, partner and I, I, I don't think we would necessarily do anything differently. Um, I'm very happy I to hear that. With that too, what I would say is like, you know, you guys have been, you know, your team has been really good. So every time I've had questions to say like, hey, like this is sort of what I'm thinking of, you know, you guys give really good feedback in terms of like, hey, this is what's happening. And, um, you know, again, this is your, you, you see this more than me because you're you're on the ground day in, day out. And so when we've got kind of some thoughts around, okay, well, do I sell it? Do I not? Do I lease it differently? Or, you know, all that kind of input and in making these decisions, um, you know, we really appreciate getting that feedback. And sometimes we, you know, we go with it, we might modify it. And that, that's okay. I think that's just our decision at the end of the 100%. day. 100%. Um, but it's good to have that, um, that, just that knowledge and information. But right? it goes like back to that piece. That Absolutely. Yeah. And it goes back to that piece of you just educating yourself, not only about the whole, the holistic process, but even minor decisions that can impact you. So I'm, I'm very happy to hear that and congratulations to you for, for doing that. So, yeah. And I think, um, 
I think real estate was really scary at the beginning because it, again, it is a big thing. You don't put in like, you know, a few hundred bucks here or there, right? It's usually bigger chunks, but you can leverage, like you said. Um, but I think once you go through the process, you know, once, twice, like it does feel a little bit more like comfortable because you know what's yeah. going on and, and you're able to weather, I think some of the, you know, ups and downs maybe it a little bit better because you're, you're again, confident or comfortable with, that type of investment, right? And what's going to happen in the market, whether it goes up or down, right? Like you make the decisions that you need to. And at the be end of patient. The day, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and being patient. I think that's a, it's a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Really, really special guest and really, really appreciate your time. So thank you so much. I know you're at work right now, but um, just wanted to thank you once again, Bonnie, for joining us. And uh, Thank you for sharing your journey. It means a lot to us. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Eric. So please follow and share this podcast with your family and friends. Comment, ask questions, and make requests on topics you'd like us to cover. Thank you for joining us today, and have an awesome weekend. I'm going to call her right back. Is it still recording? Not that I know of. Oh, yes. Yes, let's just stop it. TR Talks is hosted by members of Team Rajpal with Remax. Rajiv Rajpal and Xerxes Barucha are brokers. Gita Rajpal and Nicholas Sip are sales representatives. All registered with the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, Real Estate Council of Ontario, and Canadian Real Estate Association. This podcast is for informational purposes only and not for financial or investment advice. Please do your own due diligence.